business, you know? If you can't help me, right, I go do right, something right, else because right, I'm right, busy. I got to move on time, okay? okay? Excuse me. I got no, business to take care of. You got the money. I got the money. You this week, we're going to be talking about the business of trading. So what is the business of trading? Well, I like to break it up into three things. Entities, best practices, and tools. Let's start out with entities. Okay, so when you start trading, uh, when you very first start out, you're probably going to be what's called a retail trader. So you go to some brokerage account that handles the instruments that you're you know, interested in trading, like stocks or options or mutual funds, and you have a private retail account and you trade away in that. If you become a business, like say a hedge fund or uh, a specialty brokerage house or prop trading, you're probably gonna either be a corporation or an LLC. Now, what's the benefit of each one of those? As an individual, it's pretty easy to uh, set that up. You basically just open up your brokerage account and you trade away. And at the end of the year, you can either do your taxes yourself or send them off to your accountant. If you become a corporation or an LLC, it becomes a little bit more complex. And you have to keep much better accounting records. There's this uh, accounting rule, FASB SFAS 157, which uh, allows you to do what's called mark to market. Uh, the benefit of doing mark to market is you have the ability to write off your expenses and losses as a corporation, just like a regular company would write off their losses off their uh, tax returns at the end of the year. Whereas an individual, you have only $3,000 a year in losses that you can uh, deduct off your taxes in any given year. Now, the way the IRS works is they allow you to take any additional 3,000s in losses and just keep rolling them over. So you kind of keep a really big bubble in the background, but you can only write off 3,000 of it at a time per year, which is kind of a pain in the butt. Whereas if you were running a corporation or LLC, and you lost $100,000 in a given year, you can take a $100,000 loss on your tax return. So that's the differences between the two types of entities. Now let's talk about best practices. Uh, this is a really important part of trading that I think a lot of people overlook. And mostly because they're just being lazy or they're just goofing around and they're not serious about it. And if you're going to be successful doing this, you have to be serious about it and treat it like a business. So I basically have four best practices. Um, I have something called the minimum equity rule. And the minimum equity rule is the minimum amount of money that I will keep in a trading account to operate with. So that can be different for different people. If you're just starting out, that might be like five or $10,000. If you're pretty established, that might be you know twenty to $50,000. If you're a pro, um, and you have a business uh, that may be anywhere from you know a hundred thousand dollars to several million dollars but the idea is is that equity portion stays the same it's the capital you run the business with okay so you don't allow uh, that total amount whatever you set it to to go under the line that you set when you started up the business so for example if you're trading and it it starts to dig into your minimum equity, you stop trading, okay? And then you replace the money if you've lost it. The second thing that is really important in a best practice that I like to use 
is what I call the weekly draw. So let's say you have a 100K trading account and you had a really good week and you made about thirty dollars or $45,000 that week trading. So what you do on Friday, as soon as the market closes, you take that $45,000 out of your account and you transfer it to your bank account or whatever your business account is, or if you're just trading as a retail trader to your personal account. Now I set up an ACH transfer between my brokerage account and my bank account. So I don't get charged for any of the transfers between the accounts, which is really nice. It can all be done electronically. So every Friday at uh, 3.30 when the market closes, I just suck the money that I made that week out of there. So I don't have any temptation to use that money to make a bigger gamble on trading the following week because that's the fastest way to get yourself uh, out of the trading business is by taking too much risk. All right, and that leads into the third best uh, practice, which is trading caps. And what that's all about is, for example, in the futures uh, market, you can trade anywhere from one contract to multiple contracts. I'm always typically trading anywhere from three to five contracts. I found that to be a very manageable amount of risk to take. And then the last best practice is what I call risk management. And that has to do with how you set up your, your stop losses and your profit targets. Like I've said in a lot of the videos that I publish, I normally take a five tick stop loss and a 10 tick Profit target. The reason for that is that is a two to one ratio. So I can get two bad trades in and all I need is one good trade to get back to break even. People really don't think about this very much. and they t You have to have a well thought out risk management plan in advance. I like a two to one ratio. I think that's realistic. Some people will do like three to one and some people do fractions, you know, of, of that amount. Whatever you're comfy with is okay, um, but just make sure that you do it, okay? The third area that I want to talk about is tools, and this is basically the gear that you use to trade. This really is broken up into two separate areas. The first area is the PC or desktop, or the second area is using a laptop. Let's start with the PC or desktop. So I have a office in which I have uh, a PC and uh, it's actually a Mac and I have multiple screens. I have three screens. Why do I have three screens? Well, I have one screen that I pay attention to the instrument that I'm trading on and my two other screen are pointing at or displaying what's going on in the market, what's going on in news so that I can quickly glance around and see what's going on and not lose my uh, focus on my trading at any given point in time. Now flipping to the laptop, the good thing about the laptop, it's really hard to do multiple things at the same time. So when you're trading on the laptop, you're pretty focused on the screen. All right, let's talk about the market and what's been going on in the market this week. Um, so industrial production numbers have been tanking. The powers that be were expecting about a 0.1% gain in June, but they were wrong and industrial production slumped 0.2% month over month, and May was also revised lower. And there hasn't been a weaker month since September of 2021. So definitely people that make stuff are pulling back and slowing down, which is not a really good sign for the economy. The real retail sales number shrunk 
for the second straight month in June. So people are definitely pulling back. They're not buying the luxury items or the uh, uh, impulse items like they did in the past because they have to focus on food and gasoline because it's so damn expensive. Thank you, Brandon. And then last but not least, there's been growing speculation over a possible uh, 1,000 BP hike from the Fed later this month. Uh, following the 9.1% inflation print and that the Bank of Canada opted for a surprise 100 basis point hike. So people are really worried that interest rates are going to go up. Lots of people are dipping into credit to help just get by, which is bad news, man. So getting very concerned about the economy and inflation and how things are coming along, going along. You hear a lot of BS on TV, but all you got to do is look at the... Uh, the market and see what's going on. I did have a fun fact this week. Uh, I was uh, looking at some stuff and I found what the largest countries were from an economic standpoint, from a gross domestic product standpoint, and I thought you might find this interesting. The United States obviously with number one at 25 trillion, China with 19 trillion, Japan with 4.9 trillion, Germany 4.3 trillion, the UK 3.4 T, India 3.3T, France 2.9T, Canada 2.2T, Italy 2.1T, and Brazil $1.8 trillion. So that's how the different um, countries rank up as far as the world economies go. Last but not least, please check out our website. If you like the podcast, please subscribe to this podcast on the podcast player of your choice. The IntelliTrend trading system will be available in the signal room in August of 2022. If you uh, click on the link below the podcast, that will take you to our store and you can download the IntelliTrend trading system quick start guide if you want to kind of get a feel for how it works for free in there. So check that out. Anyway, that's all from me this week. Uh, so over and out from Bill.